0: Hi, and welcome to my podcast. I'm Dr. John Cook. I'm so glad you joined us today as we continue our series on Systematic Theology 2. Our study takes us to lesson number 29. We will deal with the doctrine of the church. We'll get into our study right after this. I want to say right from the start that nothing that I say is original with me. In fact, I don't think any preacher can say anything that is original. The Bible says there is nothing new under the sun. My daddy used to tell me that if it's new it isn't true and if it's true it isn't new. So I just accept the fact that I'm simply going to be repeating what somebody else has found already. We now join in progress part 2 of our study on Systematic Theology lesson number 29, on the doctrine of the church. The idea or doctrine of a universal, invisible church did not even come into existence until sometime around the Reformation, well after 1500 AD. From the time of the Lord until well after 500 AD, there was nothing but local New Testament churches. In 300 AD, or thereabouts, Constantine came up with the idea to organize what came to be known as the Roman Catholic Church, that is, the Roman Universal Church. There were what was called dissenting churches. They never joined the Roman Catholic Church. They were on the outside looking in and not wanting in. So those who were in the Roman Catholic Church, Roman Universal Church, declared that they were the Universal Church the visible body of Christ in the world. When the Reformation came, bringing about the Protestant movement, or what was called the Protestant movement, the Protestants began to teach what came to be known as the universal invisible church. You see, they had in their doctrine that the church was the body of Christ, and they believed that it was the Catholic church. But how do you deal with the fact that you were excluded from the Roman Catholic church? Well, they began to teach that the Catholic Church, Universal Church, was a spiritual, invisible body that composed the body of Christ. So according to their doctrine, this universal, invisible church is the body of Christ and is composed of all believers in the world and in heaven. This did not and does not agree with Scripture. But then these did not and do not believe that the scripture was or is the final authority for faith and practice. Again, on the outside of these churches were the dissenters, having never joined the so-called universal church. They just went on teaching the local New Testament church was the body of Christ. So today we have the Roman Catholic Church, the Protestant churches, and the dissenters who carry the name of Baptists. These dissenters came to be called by many names, Anabaptist being one of them. Gradually that prefix Anna, meaning re baptizers, Anna was dropped and Baptist remained. We find the name Baptist is a biblical name, comes from the ministry of John Baptist, found in the four gospels. Each of the twelve apostles began with the baptism of John. This we find in Acts chapter 1, verse 22, where they said, Beginning from the baptism of John unto the same day that he was taken up from us, must one be ordained to be a witness with us of his resurrection. Jesus, when he founded his church, founded it upon materials prepared by John the Baptist. Even those in the Roman Catholic Church and Protestant churches admit In their histories that Baptists are the only ones who can, as some historians said, pull the chain and see it rattle back in the days of the apostles. There is no question, if we believe scripture, that Jesus established a local New Testament church composed of born-again, baptized believers. And that church matches closer to the Baptist church than any other church today. Every other church has a human founder. What makes the Baptists, as someone has said, unique, is that they never truly point to anyone as their human founder. They have no date, no fixed date for their beginning, except to say that they reach back to the days of the apostles. The Lord Jesus Christ started the first Baptist church in Matthew chapter 16, and verse 18. This we believe we can prove by scripture. Now you do not have to believe me, but study the scripture and find out. Be like the Berean believers who receive the word with all readiness of mind and search the scriptures daily whether those things were so. We read about that in Acts chapter 17. Now before we move on, let me just say in closing this part of our study, that those who hold this position are oftentimes called Baptist briders. The accusation is made that those who hold this position believe you must be a part of the Baptist church to be saved. This is not true. Still, are there some who believe this? Some that would be known as Baptist writers? Maybe. I don't know. I've never heard anyone who holds this so-called Baptist brider position say such a thing. Now the church in the book of Acts definitely had a stated meeting place. In Acts one thirteen, they met in the upper room where abode both Peter, James, and John, and Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon Zelotus, and Judas, the brother of James. They were a local visible body. In that meeting, they carried on in prayer and handled church business. You can read that in Acts chapter one verses sixteen through twenty six. Later the church met in Solomon's porch in the temple. You can read about that in Acts chapter five and verse twelve, and Acts chapter two and verse forty six. When we come to first Corinthians, we find that instructions are given to the church of Corinth as to how they were to deal with sin within the local church. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 5 verses 9 through 13. It says, I wrote unto you in an epistle not to company with fornicators, yet not altogether with the fornicators of this world, or with the covetous, or extortioners, or with idolaters. For then must ye needs go out of this world. But now I have written unto you not to keep company, if any man that is called a brother." Be a fornicator, or covetous, or an idolater, or a railer, or a drunkard, or an extortioner. With such an one know not to eat. For what have I to do to judge them also with, that are without? Do not ye judge them that are within, but them that are without God judgeth. Therefore put away from among yourselves that wicked person. This scripture given to the church in Corinth, shows that they were a regularly organized church. Now, the only church officers that are mentioned in Scripture are pastors and deacons. Pastors are also called elders and bishops. Look at Philippians chapter 1 and verse 1. It says, Paul and Timotheus, the servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi, with the bishops and deacons. The purpose of the pastor is that of shepherding the sheep. Acts chapter 20 and verse 28 tells us that. Look at it. Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. The pastor is the overseer. His responsibility is to feed the church of God. Notice. That the church belongs to God, not to the pastor, or for that matter, the people. The church is the Lord's, and we have been bought with his own blood. The Lord loves the church and gave himself for the church. According to Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 through 27, where we read, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Jesus is the chief shepherd, and he one day shall appear and reward the faithful pastors that have been in samples to the flock. According to first Peter chapter five verses three through four Hey, this is John Cook again. Want to thank you for joining us in this podcast. Encourage you to join us in the next podcast as we continue our series on systematic theology two. Hey, while you're here, why don't you click that subscribe button and follow us, and you'll be notified just as soon as another podcast is released. Appreciate it. God bless.